BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. Feels really good to say that because it's been a yeah. few months. Been a good few months since I've said that. Um, so I'm sitting here with today's guest, Priscilla. Hi. And she's amazing. She's the founder of Coco Kind Skincare, all natural, superfood based plant ingredient skincare based out of San Francisco, mm-hmm. growing rapidly. So happy to have you as a dear friend. I know. I am so happy to see you. I know. We just had so much fun. So everyone listening, we just recorded the conversation. Yeah. And (laughs) it was so fun. And I just got crazy inspired by something Priscilla just said, because I had been planning to ask her about like really growing a company. How do you take funding? How do you manage all of that? And then I learned sitting here, which you can just tell them, you can tell them now. Yeah. No, we haven't. I mean, people yeah. ask me like for funding advice all the time. And I'm like, I'm literally the last person you should be asking because I haven't. I've never had to dedicate time to it. And we haven't had to outside raise. And it's been a bootstrap company, you know, for the past four years. And we don't have plans to change that. Um, you know, thankfully, we're really lucky to be profitable. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not hard at some points with cash flow, but we are self-sustaining. And it's for, for me, it's, there's not, I never started the company with a major like financial event. Um, not to say that people like start companies to just like get paid a lot of money one day, but I, I just never even imagine like starting a brand and having it be acquired one day. Um, not like I would never say never, but it's just for me, like the goal has always been to like build a brand that makes an impact and like literally shows people how to do business in a different, more conscious way. That's very consumer minded. And that's really like the goal. So sometimes I feel, um, torn because, I want to grow the company as much as possible. And some people argue that you need funding to do that, but we're also growing at a really fast pace. And I don't want the pressure to have to make a decision like that and have an event when that's not something that I dreamt of. Right. Well, you are such a boss. You are a boss, just like you knew you would grow up to be, uh, which you guys will hear in this conversation. So that was just a little 
bonus for everyone listening because we didn't get to that in the in the actual conversation. Yeah, but so I, I think opening the conversation mm-hmm. with everyone being aware of that mm-hmm. is so cool because yeah, that's brave. Yeah. And yeah. as a woman, mm-hmm. like starting mm-hmm. a company in this landscape in the wellness world, that's just crazy inspiring. And I'm proud of you. Yeah, of course. So I'll continue the intro after you leave. And everyone, you're in for a good combo. (laughs) Yay! Yay! (laughs) Okay, guys. So that was a fun, different kind of intro, something I've never actually done before because I was just so inspired by what Priscilla had to say about not taking any funding and being a totally self-funded skincare line in this day and age is amazing. And not to say that she hasn't had total opportunities, but that's not what she wanted. And I have so much respect for what Priscilla's building. I'm so happy to have met her a couple of years ago at Mind Body Green, which you guys will hear a little bit more about in this episode because I always like to share how I met my guests since I only have friends on this podcast. That's what makes this podcast very different from many others. And I like it. Um, always fun to just have a catch up conversation with people who inspire me. So since you're quite aware of Priscilla, since you just heard her voice, I'll just give the brief intro. She's the founder of Coco Kind Skincare, which is my absolute favorite. You can purchase it all over the place, Whole Foods on their website, many other places, retailers, which we'll talk about in this episode and also on Thrive Market, which is my favorite online marketplace where you can go thrivemarket.com slash blonde and check out my faves because all of my favorite Coco Kind products are on there. So before we dive into this episode with Priscilla, I wanted to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Ned. And I talked about Ned last week and I feel like you guys really, really enjoyed what I had to say because people are very interested in hemp products right now and CBD. And I use hemp to sleep. So it's very similar to CBD, but they can't particularly call themselves CBD due to FDA regulations. Only pharmaceutical companies can use the term CBD. So Their products are made from full spectrum hemp and very similar to CBD. Um, They're incredible. And the active ingredient in there is cannabid oil, which is CBD, and a range of other phytocannabinoids that were gently extracted from hemp plants. So things I love about Ned, number one, it doesn't get you high for anyone who doesn't like being high. I do like being high, but that's not what we're talking about today. Um, It's used as a sleep aid to treat insomnia. It's used as an anti-inflammatory, which is why I just gave a bunch to my dad because he has really bad arthritis and I'm always trying to help him find things that will help alleviate that pain. Speaking of pain, it can also be used as a natural pain reliever. It can be used to treat anxiety and PTSD and also to treat depression. I was very depressed when I was very sick with Lyme. I'm still pretty sick, but I have luckily come out of that deep, dark phase of my life. So if anyone is suffering from 
depression or anxiety or just being generally unhappy. A really holistic way to treat that is through hemp oil. And I love Ned. So it also treats all sorts of chronic conditions such as epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and more. And to get a very special discount, you can go to helloned.com slash balanced as in the balanced blonde. And you'll use use the code balanced there for 15% off of your order. So that's a really kind offer from the Ned company. And we have the URL and the link in the show notes. You'll also get completely free shipping. So if you've been interested in trying hemp oil, And if you have any of these things that I've talked about from insomnia to anxiety and beyond, I think you'll really like it. One other positive, huge bonus is that they infuse positive vibes into their product. So they literally speak loving words into their product. And I think that's something that really makes them stand out and something that I love as a lover of energy. And they also do a lot of other really incredible things for the planet. They're all small batch and slow crafted, sourced from local farms and communities, all the good stuff to be able to be Balanced Bond approved. So I hope you love them. Go to helloned.com slash balanced and shop around. They have some amazing products. And now let's dive into this episode with my amazing friend, Priscilla of Coco Kind. We're here. We're here. Doing the podcast. Finally. I'm so happy. I feel like we've been trying to do this for like two years. Yeah. For literally two years since we met at Revitalize. Yeah. Like a year and a half ago, yeah, although and a half ago, I don't know, yeah. in ways time doesn't exist. I know. So I, never I know. know. It feels like it was like five about. years ago, but also yeah. yesterday. <laughs> right? I know. So I always tell people going to revitalize the Mind Body Green retreat for those who are not aware. Yeah. Um, was the biggest gift because I got to meet you. Yeah. And I felt so connected to I you. I know. It was like instant. So yeah. we were seated next to each other which was just like so amazing. And then we just bonded immediately. Yeah. Of all the people there, all the hundreds of people and the random seating chart that they make, we were sitting sitting next to each other. I know. We really owe Mind, Body, Green everything. Yes. Thank you, (laughs) Jason and Colleen and whoever put the seating chart together. That was so awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So now we're here and your journey is such a cool one. Yeah. And I'm excited to learn more today because mm-hmm. I just know what I know, but I mean, yeah, there's yeah. so much more. Totally. And you have built something so beautiful. Thank you. And it came out of... And you too. Oh, thank you. And it came from the best place because it came out of necessity yep. for yep. yourself. Yeah. Yep. And I totally believe that's how all the best products and businesses are born mm-hmm. out of a lack of something that the individual needs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how did it all come to be? And tell us about your life yeah. prior to Coco Kind. Yeah. So, um, so okay, let's start in the beginning. So I was born in Michigan, um, in Bloomville Hills. It's like a suburb in Michigan. And um, my mom is a business owner. So a small business owner. And she's, I grew up going to her office in the summers and 
like stuffing flyers and fighting with my siblings in the conference room and just kind of always knowing that my mom had a business. Um, and that was really unique because since I was a young girl, like me more than any of my other two siblings, I just like really liked this idea of like one day I would have my business. So when people... I would literally be like five years old and people asked me what I want to do. And I said that I wanted to be a boss because I knew that my, people would call my mom boss at work. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a boss. <laughs> um, but I wanted that to, is the best. yeah, like five years old, literally. Um, but I wanted to, I've always wanted to start a business. It was just figuring out what that was going to be. But I also never put this pressure on myself. Like, what is it going to be? Like trying to find an idea. It was never really something like that. I just knew that I was going to eventually. But I went to school at Penn in Philadelphia and then I and I studied finance and accounting. And I went into college like really not knowing what I was going to do, just that I was interested in business. So I applied to Wharton and got in. When you go to Wharton, it's not really business. You get totally sucked into this world of finance and that's what I did and I ended up, you know, interning at Lehman Brothers and working in finance and ultimately started a job at JP Morgan um, after school. And I lived in New York, which was amazing, but it was also a really tough time when I was, you know, through college and graduating because of my skin. And I was somebody who my, my, so my mom has like the most perfect skin ever, like never had a zit in her life and her skin looks better than mine today. And my dad grew up with a lot of acne. And of course, me and my older sister, we got my dad's skin and my brother got my mom's skin, which is just so so hilarious. the way that it goes. It's ridiculous. I'm like so angry, still angry about it, but also, you know, look, this is what happened out of it. It turned into such a gift. Yeah, exactly. So, but we always dealt with really bad cystic acne. So me and my sister... My sister is like four years older than me. And I remember having to, in middle school, like she would wake me up at seven in the morning and I would have to literally cover her back with makeup so she could wear a tank top to school. And I'd be like slabbing on foundation, like so mad that I had to wake up early. But that's how bad it was for us for prom and for homecoming, always having to search for high back dresses and just really dealing with it as not only something physically that was really exhausting, but also, you know, embarrassing and emotionally, just like you just developed a lot of insecurity about your skin um, and and always needing to cover cover things up and cover yourself up before you walk out of the door. So uh, when I was in college, I went to the dermatologist and they prescribed me birth control, spironolactin, doxycycline, uh, which is an antibiotic and Duac and Differin, which are topical prescriptions. And, you know, it was like, I was desperate. They, you know, I thought that this was the best plan for me. So I started all of them. Um, And I ended up taking those antibiotics for over three years, like every single day and quite a high dosage. And um, when I graduated college, I was 20, starting to work in New York. And I remember just always feeling tired, um, feeling nauseous and starting to have some like digestion issues too. And not even thinking remotely that it had anything to do with my skin or the prescriptions that I was on, because I, you know, you I asked like, is it am I is it okay for me to be taking antibiotics every day? And you know, I had asked the questions, but they didn't really tell me anything 
about how it affect my gut or anything. It was only about, exactly. you know, skin. Yeah. In my experience, it's always whoever's prescribing it to you is going to tell you that it's okay and yep. it's not harmful and yep. there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. And it was really common, right. you know, that was 2009 and 2008, seven, like it's, it was really common back then to be put on doxycycline. I think these days it's a little less common. It's interesting because that is the antibiotic that is often prescribed for Lyme. Mm-hmm. And that's what the medical community would say. Two to four weeks would heal a person of Lyme, wow. which is untrue That's in crazy. every single way. Yeah. And my Lyme doctor actually says that particular antibiotic makes the Lyme rage wow. like so much worse. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So just one of those blanket. Yeah, it is like things. a, yep, exactly. Um, so I was on that for three years, which is great. <laughs> and totally, you know, I think impacted my gut for still dealing with those issues today and the impacts today. But it was not only that, but the topical prescriptions made my skin so red every morning. And I would have to put Cetaphil on in the dark because when I put that lotion on, my face would sting so badly that my eyes would water. So being in the light would really like, it would just be like so painful. So it was a pretty miserable process for me of like getting ready every morning and then feeling like I needed to put so much makeup over it. And, you know, not only covering the acne, but also covering up the redness that had developed in my skin. So it was, uh, it was something that I knew wasn't sustainable, but especially with some of my stomach issues and digestion issues, um, I knew and my, with my, you know, parents encouraging, both me and my sister to quit all those medications. So basically, you know, I'm 21 in New York and like scared to quit that because I'm nervous that my acne is going to go like way worse after I stop all these prescriptions. And, you know, it was definitely an adjustment, but it was during that time where I started to cook more, eat more healthy and start looking at the power of foods as medicine, um, really thinking of it for internally for my stomach, but also starting to understand that like, that was like, I'm a firm believer, despite having a skincare company that what you do internally is like the biggest thing that you can do for your skin health. Amen to that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the number one thing. And I think, you know, there's no skincare product in the world that can kind of substitute for, um, not finding that like right diet for yourself. Um, so you know, it was during that time where I was experimenting with a lot of different foods and superfoods. And I ended up actually trying some oils on my face, which I had never used oils before on my skin ever. And it was crazy because I just remember the first time, uh, the first week it was, I would put it on and I wouldn't, my face wasn't stinging and I didn't have that issue. And then when I woke up in the morning, my face felt like really hydrated, not like very dried out. And, um, and then I would put it on again and it wouldn't sting. And it was just like, Hmm, my skin is like really liking this. And contrary to what I had been told, like I'm not breaking out more because I'm putting oils on my face. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Being gentle can yeah. be so much more powerful. So much more powerful. And what I, you know, then you start looking at the ingredients list and you're like, oh, like there's very little real nutrients in any of these personal care products. Like it basically doesn't even exist. And me using a couple drops of this oil from an amazing superfood 
was so much more effective than using, you know, something that, I don't know, I think there was a time when like the more ingredients on a list, the better it seemed, which is so, you know, insane and and so glad that's been reversed. But um, so, you know, I had really started to create a couple of really simple formulas that I loved and really worked for my skin. Um, but at the time I was in New York and skincare, like I really didn't even tell my friends about it at, at, even though like I was in the back of my mind thought like, okay, I can make this into a company, but it was still such an insecurity of mine, despite my skin having improved so much. Imagine if it's something that you're so like you grow up being so insecure about, it doesn't matter like how much your skin improved. I just couldn't imagine myself being like a skincare company, a beauty company founder. Right. And it was like, I didn't, I didn't really want to put myself in that like spotlight. And every founder that you see is like perfect skin, like literally never has, has a breakout. And you look at the the ads and the social media and it's like, it's just like perfect images. And I didn't feel like, like that was something that I fit into. So that's why I honestly didn't start the company until, you know, when I did was because I felt insecure about it, but I also felt like that world didn't have space for people who actually had like genetically skincare issues, you know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So how long was it that you were dabbling with these formulas Mm -hmm. before you decided to launch? Yeah. So it was like five years. It's a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you were in finance in New York, which is how you know Nicole, our mutual friend, who's been on this podcast a few times. Um, No, Brandon. And you guys would talk about, I love this story. You guys would talk about one day we're going to leave this finance world and work in wellness and be our own boss. She, she worked in sales and trading and I worked in equity research and she would come up to my office and we would close the door and we would just like, like just basically scheme, like, (laughs) how are we going to like start our companies and when is it going to happen? And I can't um, even imagine you guys there. Can you like, I really can't because I, I have such a different journey. Like I have so much admiration for people who have been in like the nine to five, or I'm sure it was like a lot more intense than nine to five work world. Uh And then came to the wellness world and entrepreneurial life because I never did any of that. Mm -hmm. And I always Mm -hmm. think, thank, well, for me, like, thank God, some greater force had me on this path Mm -hmm. to start my blog when I did right out of school. Cause I don't have it in me to to do anything different. Mm -hmm. So I have huge respect for, for you guys. And I know that that's so many people's journey. Yeah. And what was that like to work in a space that didn't inspire you? Yeah. I mean, so I would say in a lot of ways, like I would have, I have so much admiration for what you did because that's, more risky, you know? And I was like really going out on a limb, putting yourself out there. Whereas for me, like, not that it wasn't, it it was obviously difficult, but I kind of followed the path, you know, like I followed the path that was laid out before me that thousands of people do, you know, every year when they graduate and, you know, move to New York. I had so many friends that basically followed the same path. So when I worked in JP Morgan, I would say, I made a lot of really good friends like Nicole 
and a couple people that are still my good friends. And I generally had a good time and I actually really liked the work that I was doing and I thought it was interesting. So I never thought like, this sucks. Like, this is not what I want to do. I I actually felt like really challenged um, in so many different ways, but it wasn't, I knew it wasn't like the thing that I was going to end up doing for the rest of my life. And I knew that. And I think like I was telling my colleague the other day, when you are a couple years out of working, that's when it really starts to sink in, sink in. Like you have to start thinking like, is this something that you really want to do? Um, and cause when you're first, when you first start working your first job, it's, you're still so new to the workforce that, you know, you're, you're kind of soaking everything in, but then a couple of years in kind of reality hits that like, you, you're like, Oh wait, like I could be, I I could have to do this for the rest of my life. Am I okay with that? So true. And that's when I was like, no. And I started to become really just not miserable, but like, I wasn't happy in New York and living my, you know, with my current job. So it was something that I knew I wanted to change and I wanted to just learn more about natural products. And I wanted to moved to California just personally. And so, you know, I, I just kind of, I've always been like a doer, just like tell people about it later. Let's just do it now. And that's very much, you know, what I did. And that was like, you know, almost five years ago, I was 25. It's like, you don't have that much to lose when you're 25. Yeah. guys just a brief interruption from this conversation with priscilla to thank our second sponsor for today's show hum nutrition so hum nutrition is my favorite line of beauty supplements and all around good vibe living really really high vibe stuff i've been taking their daily cleanse every day for the last oh i don't know two years ever since they started working with me on the blog and I love them. So to get a really amazing deal from Hum Nutrition, you can use the code SOUL, S-O-U-L, at checkout, which will give you 20% off of their products. And let me tell you why their products are the best on the market. So everything you'll find at Hum is premium quality, recommended by leading nutritionists, and clinically proven non-GMO gluten-free, pure and potent, and sustainably sourced. And if you don't really know what to order and you haven't taken supplements ever or you haven't taken supplements in a while, then you can talk to a nutritionist on their website really easy. You can also take a quick quiz and just tell them what you're dealing with and what your health issues are. Or if you don't have any health issues, if you just have any imbalances, then you can note those as well. They have everything from omega-3 supplements, which are incredibly good for joints and hair and skin, to gut instinct, which is kind of like their version of a probiotic with 25 billion organisms. Pretty amazing. Um, Big chill, which I like to take to stay calm, focused, and cope with stress. And they have pretty much everything else that you can imagine from vitamin D to raw beauty packets that you can take on the go that have antioxidants and adaptogens and enzymes and all that good stuff. So go to humpnutrition.com slash, oh, not slash anything, but use the code soul, S-O-U-L at checkout at Hum Nutrition. Tell me what your favorites are. 
post about it in the Soul on Fire podcast tribe and tell everyone else what you're loving. Love our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook. And now let's dive back into this episode with Priscilla. So you did take the risk. So you did both. You did the path and then you took the risk. Yep. And to your point about that, like a couple years into working, being out of school, I think a lot of people get that shift. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast feel that way. Just knowing the age range of a lot of the people who listen to this Mm -hmm. podcast and a lot of the conversations that take place Mm -hmm. in our Facebook group are like, I've been really happy Mm -hmm. and then I hit a wall Mm -hmm. and I'm not happy Mm -hmm. and I want to do something else. And I think everyone listening should take so much hope and inspiration from Mm -hmm. your story because it's so possible. And if you're passionate about it and you have the knowledge, Mm -hmm. the research, like everything else falls into place. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, I totally believe that people should find what they want to do and what they're going to be good at and where those paths merge are like what's going to be sustainable Mm -hmm. in terms of career decisions. And I also think it's tough these days because it can feel like the grass is greener. Oh yeah. You know, where you're like, I'm happy at a job, but am I really happy? You know? Right. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I want to make that note too, because I'm definitely not saying that working for someone else is worse than working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's path is different. Yeah. So whatever your soul is calling for yeah. is, is the path. Yeah. Like some people, many people that I know would not love the entrepreneurial life at nope. all. Nope. So it's not better Mm-mm. by any means. No. It's just, I mean, they're, two different paths. Yeah. And I think that's definitely advice that I give to people too. It's, it's, I think like, honestly, unless you have like a burning sensation to be an entrepreneur, to start something, to go off on your own, there's so much impact that you can have on the workforce in different ways and be happy and do what you want. That it's just, if you're, unless you have a burning desire, you're not going to be happy being an entrepreneur because it's yeah. so difficult. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. So what would you say some of like the hardest obstacles have been? I think, um, you know, being a founder who bootstrapped and also did it by myself, started it by myself without a co-founder, having so much support in my life generally from my family or from my boyfriend or whoever it is, my friends, it still feels, can feel really lonely at the end of the day because the responsibility that you have is yours and only yours, you know? And it's just not something that you can really let go of at the end of the day, uh, where that's so different from a typical, typical job. And you just have this feeling like you can't, it's like you're, you're fully taking ownership of all the problems, all the challenges and the opportunities, everything is yours. So there's, you don't have anything to fall back on. Right. That was another question I was thinking. Cause like any founder that I meet, I just want to know like everything about how it's been for them. And I know some people love having a co-founder and some people won't even invest in a company if there is not a co-founder. Yeah. And 
Other times I think like being a solo entrepreneur myself, I can't imagine having mm-hmm. a co like a partner, like yeah. a co-founder to to be in it with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't because yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. So how's that been for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, maybe grass is greener, but I do think if I were to give someone advice, like I wouldn't have changed anything about the way I've done it and not having co-founder. But if I were to give somebody advice, someone starting a company, I would tell them to have a co-founder. That's good advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I love, I love hearing, I love that you can say that like Mm -hmm. declaratively. Mm -hmm. Um, On the flip side, I have friends who have started companies and eventually bought out their co-founders yeah, because yeah. it didn't work out. it didn't out. work out. So yeah. It's risky it's too. It's got to be the right person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's having a co-founder is high risk, higher risk, higher reward. Right. For sure. That makes sense. So other obstacles? So, you know, I think one of the things is you just constantly have a different problem every day. And when you are growing a company that's growing, the challenge for everybody, you and everybody on your team is that people have to grow as quick, if not quicker than the company. And you get used to one way of doing something and immediately it changes or you have to go operate at a higher level in order to avoid mistakes that are pretty critical or to you know take advantage of the opportunities that are coming. And that is such a, it's such a blessing to be able to grow and to be at a company that is growing but it is also pressure for on everyone really in the company to to grow quickly and to adapt and to be able to learn new things all the time and to use those things that they're learning real time so finding people who are able and willing to do that is is definitely a challenge and yeah. i and yeah i'm really lucky with the team that i have now but we're still a young company and we still have a lot of hiring to do how many people are on your team? So right now, I think there's like 25 people, all women. We're hiring a, nice. uh, we have a guy that is starting in a week. Um, <laughs> He's going to be one lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, it's, it's, it's not because of, you know, any reason. It's just that it just so happened that, you know, the company is all women right, right now. Yeah. How cool. Yeah, it is really cool. So take us back to... We kind of left off in your journey mm-hmm. of five years after the conception of these formulas. Yeah. You decided to go for it. Yep. What was that like? So, you know, I had moved to San Francisco and I was learning so much about natural products. I had actually started for a friend helping to distribute some natural products like not skincare, just other brands. And while I was, you know, thinking of this concept and deciding to do it. But the thing is, is once I really decided to create a product, I never, ever looked back. And it was like every single day, there was so much urgency. Like I was sitting at Starbucks by myself and just like Googling like every single thing possible. I would email people and not even know what they were talking about. So having to Google the terms and designing the packaging and figuring out all the things that all the necessary steps that it would even take having no prior product background at all. Um, but 
the cool thing is when I look back at that time, and I always tell people this too, in the beginning, you're making work for yourself. It's not like you have work waiting for you at a typical job. You have emails you have to get back to. You have things that need your attention. When you're starting a company in the beginning, no one knows about you and no one's asking you for anything. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you have to like, it's, it's crazy because it can feel like you're lost, but you're not. You're, you just have to get, get that momentum for yourself. Create that. Right. Yeah. It's every. It's what you put into it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So did you have an aha moment of, okay, I'm starting this company, like a conversation with someone or... I did. I don't... I honestly don't think it was... I think it was just in my mind. I don't remember it. I just know like the time period where I was, where when that was... And it was just a moment by myself. It wasn't a conversation or anything. I just remember being like, yep, like this is like, I'm going to actually do this. There's no real excuse. Why not? And this is out of all the things in natural and, and clean world. This is the thing that feels most personal to me. And I have the most conviction about, I mean, I'm scared. I'm really scared to like put myself out there as a founder of a beauty company but, and maybe, you know, at that time I was thinking, maybe I don't even have to put myself out there, which is like, just so hilarious to think about now, but yeah. And look how much you have now. What I really love about what you've done is that you are such a face of your brand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you go to the Coco Kind Instagram, Mm -hmm. it's you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it still says your name, right? Yeah. Um, It it doesn't anymore. Okay. Cause I I was going to say, I, I, I think I saw that change yeah. happen. Yeah. But I liked that it had it there for so long. I know. And I've, I've always... So my my <laughs> debate with this, and I, I go back and forth, but I think on one hand, it's been so special to be, you know, as you said, like the face of the company and to be an example to people that you know, this is, this is my skincare journey and, and for people to really get to know my company. And it's really special to me when they not only know me, but they recognize my teammates on the street and say hi to them. And I think that's just amazing. And I want to show, get, I want people to know our company. On the other hand, as we grow, my, my struggle is that Coco Kind, our mission is to provide clean and conscious and accessible skincare for all. And as we grow, we have all these amazing customers that look different and act different and from different places that I didn't feel anymore that it should be revolved around one person, um, you know, me as a founder. And I want it to be more representative of everybody, like all the consumers. And that's why, you know, we're doing our packaging rebranding in this month is because, you know, it kind of grew out of this like representation of me. And I want it to be a representation of that, like for all component of our mission. Yeah, I get that. That's a cool evolution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think maybe at first it needed you to be the face and now it's taken on a life of its own, Yeah, which is a whole other beautiful gift into the world. Exactly. And that's so special. And I hope to have like other people tell stories through our platform. And of course, like 
I mean, I'm obsessed with our customers. Like, I love communicating with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, that just reminded me. (laughs) You taught me the best trick I've ever been taught. Oh, my God. About responding on Instagram. (laughs) Because you're the best Instagram responder there is. Like, if anybody listening ever sends a message to Coco Kind Skincare, you will get a response. Yes. And how rare is that for like a large Instagram presence to be able to handle all those inquiries. Yeah. Questions about skin. Yeah. I mean, it's... is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Priscilla taught me this keyboard trick. Yeah. I mean, are you okay if I say this? Yeah, of course. Yeah. General text replacement and then keyboard shortcuts. So basically it would be like, like if I want to say thank you so much, I'll type in like, T-Y, like T-Y and they'll right. like immediately populate. So I had this like crazy language that I'm like just typing like just a couple letters and it spits out like everything that I want to say. Yes. It's amazing. It has been the biggest gift for me. I still am unable to get back to everybody because I've had to pick and choose with my health, uh-huh, like things I can focus on. Course, yeah. But certain things that I have to say a hundred times a day, mm-hmm. like my address, mm-hmm. my email address, mm-hmm. these things I just put in, like yep. it says IG address, email, which yeah. is what you taught yeah. me. <laughs> IG email yeah. so that, so that it's like not that every time everything. you type yeah. email. Oh, and now when I'm on my computer and I have to type my, my address, it's I'm so like, oh, hard. I wish I, I was wish on my there phone. was something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now, and for us, like, because we get customers asking us about skincare orders, you know, commenting, providing testimonials, like stories and mentions and all that, that we actually really want to absorb. Caroline and I, Caroline from my team, we both do them and it's nice. It's really nice to have support doing them. And we kind of just go back and forth and just make sure as much as possible that we get back to people. But it's funny because when I was doing it myself, like I wouldn't turn it off. So like Saturday, Sundays, like DMs, stories. Like I felt like I wanted to share everything. And now that I have, you know, a supportive teammate, it's what I've recognized is like, you have to allow for some time off and like, it's okay for a company to not respond on a Saturday. Yeah. It's important. It's really important. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, how, well, we're, I want to get into like your Mm self-care, but before that, so you started the company alone. Yeah. Now you have a team of 25. Yeah. What was that like growing the team? And how so long did it take? So fun and so challenging. I think that is honestly the most challenging part of my job. And I've heard that from so many of my friends who have companies. It's building that team and finding people that will are right for the company is really, really difficult. So, I mean, it's been four years some people have with like some people have been with me since the beginning and some people you know who are newer and you can really make an impact like for me it's like when you walk into the four walls that is coco kind like i immediately trust you and i immediately feel like you have major authority over so many decisions that we make and so i think that's like kind of like cool but also kind of shocking to some people too cuz it's like it's cool because you get to, you get to you know make really cool decisions, but it's also like oh my god, like you know I have to make a lot of decisions. And yeah. by the way, like 
nobody's ever done this before in the company. There's only, you know, there's only so many people who have had experience doing what they're doing, myself not included. I'm not one of those people that have, have experience doing what I'm doing, you know? Wow. I think it's it's been one of the more challenging aspects because having to... Like I always thought that I would immediately be a good manager. Like when I was at were in management classes and working with teams, I was always like, you know, the one that everybody rated as like the the best teammate or the most impactful teammate and kind of connecting other people. When it's your company and you're you're hiring people, you're unfortunately sometimes having to fire people too. It's very different. And I think that has been one of the most challenging aspects of my job, but also the aspect that, cause, cause you, you get faced with characteristics of yourself that you don't like, you know, that can impact people. And it, it has been one of the more challenging aspects because you're like, okay, like I actually have a responsibility to change this, improve that, or think about how this may be impacting other people on my team. And people do expect to be inspired by the CEO and founder all the time, you know, it's a lot of pressure. It is. And not all the time do I have that space for myself, you know, to be inspiring, right. you know, and if I'm stressed, if I haven't slept that much, if I'm dealing with a lot of different things, like it's hard for me, but I do, I think it's, it's been just personally, you have to develop a lot and you have to be really humble and be like, okay, when you get constructive criticism, like one of my teammates said to me over the, you know, sometime over the past six months, we were talking about some example where she said that, you know, I, I was so direct that it felt cold. And that is my, like, I am someone who am, I'm very direct in the setting of work. And that's an example where it's like, you can be like, well, yeah, that's how I am. Or you can be like, that is how I am. However, I don't want you to feel that way, you know, and that's good. Like, constructive criticism as a boss, as a manager, to know that like, that is not something, a style that works with you. And therefore like push myself, like actually you have to push yourself and it really is pushing yourself to improve in that way. Wow. So it's, it's, it's hard. All right, guys, just one more brief interruption from today's episode with Priscilla to talk about Our third sponsor for today's episode, Silver Fern. So Silver Fern brand, you're literally my favorite. You guys know this. Um, I take your probiotics and digestive enzymes every single day. Huge part of my life, huge part of my wellness routine and my healing routine from Lyme. Um, It's something that before I started taking digestive enzymes, I suffered so much every time I would eat food. Now, I incorporate Silver Fern's digestive enzymes and probiotics multiple times a day. Um, You don't have to take them multiple times a day. I'm a very specific case because I just have pretty out of whack gut health. So if you want to learn more about these probiotics and digestive enzymes, go ahead and listen to my episode with their CEO and chief nutritionist, Charity Lighten. It's episode 106 on this podcast. We talk all about gut health, digestion, positive thinking, healing through positive thinking, and more. Um, What sets their products apart is that their probiotics don't die when they hit your gut. 
So lots of probiotics on the market, unfortunately, are not DNA verified with 100% absorption the way that silver fern is. So a lot of probiotics don't even get absorbed in the body, which is really unfortunate because people spend all this money on probiotics with really good intentions, but you can't trust all the probiotics out there. So silver fern is the best. They also have whole food vitamins and lots of other products that they're coming out with soon. I'm very proud of them. They're all non-GMO, superior quality, free of anything artificial and totally natural. And I use their plant-based protein powders every day. So go to silverfernbrand.com and use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, at checkout to get a nice discount and shop around. Um, there's so many favorites on there. I would start with the probiotics and maybe the plant-based protein powders and let me know what you think. Send me a message on Instagram or on the Soul on Fire podcast tribe and we'll chat about it. Thanks guys. Back to the episode with Priscilla. I'm so glad you said that. I've been realizing that a lot lately in the world of all relationships, Mm -hmm. friendships, fiance, everything. Mm -hmm. Like you can take someone's feedback about your own personality and the way that you handle life Mm -hmm. as an attack, Mm -hmm. as an insult and be sensitive, Mm -hmm. which I'm very sensitive. Me too. (laughs) Or you can see it from their point of view. And then exactly as you said, Mm -hmm. say, well, I don't want you to feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I had something like that last night with Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Like basically he was like, I feel pressured to do ayahuasca because you want me to so bad. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, no, but I I want you to do it because it's going to change your life. Yeah. And instead, I was just like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. I have no business pressuring you. Mm-hmm. You never have to do it in your life. I don't want you to if, mm-hmm. if you don't want to. And mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. that's just my journey. And yep. like wow, I feel better understanding you versus feeling attacked. Yeah. Um, And I recognize that's totally different from a work environment. And but it's still, it's the same. Like when I, when I think about it, it's like, you know, there's, if you're lucky enough to have reasons for improving in your life, like that is, it's, it makes things more difficult, of course, but it's also such a blessing. Like, like there's only so many people in my life, so many things in my life that would, force me to be like, oh, like there's this side of me that I actually really want to improve on. And there's so many times where like some encounter might happen, but you don't actually absorb it. But there's people like you're the people that you love and the things that you love. Those are the people that are going to like actually force you to become a better person. And so I think with my company and managing people, that's definitely been this course that I've had to take is like to be really honest with myself on the times where like I can, I need to improve as a manager and, and I'm definitely still on that journey. So part of me is also like right now, like I am slow to hire because I want to make sure that I do it right. Whereas before I've, I've hired really quickly and, you know, I'm just, now I'm just like a little bit more cautious because I want to make sure it's like the people that, come in are the people that I'm, are those people that are going to, you know, work, work well with me. And also that I'm going to improve as a person managing them. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've learned a ton mm-hmm. from that side of the business, Oh yeah, which is so different from like the inception of, of like 
starting a skincare line. You yeah. probably didn't even think that far ahead nope. at first. <laughs> yeah. So tell people who don't know about the amazing ingredients in Coco Kind yeah. and what makes you guys so different. Yeah. So we use mostly like superfoods and super plants and we do it in a way that's really minimal, but effective. We're not like, I would say when I say, I feel like the word minimal these days was taking on some like other effect, but it's really what we do is like the most simple yet effective formulas and that are, that are really still doing something for your skin. And if there's one ingredient that is in there as a filler, like today we are just talking, I was talking about this ingredient. It makes it feel really amazing at the end when you apply it, but it's also not completely necessary and it may irritate some people. And I'm like, in that decision, I'm like, you know what? We don't need it. So we're not going to be the company that like, you put it on and it feels and it disappears within five seconds. Like we're, we use natural ingredients and we're, but we're going to, we, we also really believe in preserving those the way that they are, you know, and, and keeping that instead of kind of adding a lot of things that kind of make it a little bit gimmicky in my view. So we're, we have extremely high standard for like what makes it into a formula. Even when, as we create more advanced formulas, it's still just such a process going through what's acceptable by us and what's not acceptable. And our standard is, is just extremely high. And even when we use, when we have to use natural preservatives or emulsifiers, we explain that to customers too. And we tell them like, this is what this is. This is why it's safe. And this is like what it's doing in the formula, which is why it's required in here. We're never going to explain something that we're not like, we would never be in a position where we have to explain something that's just like not necessary for it to be in there. So everything is about like it working for your skin and it also being like a very clean and conscious product as a whole. Um, And that has been something that it's been cool because it's kind of evolved over time, our, our product line, but also the values are always the same, which is like clean and conscious ingredients in a, in a, in a really responsible way. And also products that are priced affordably where, you know, we want most people in America to be able to afford an item when they walk into a store, they visit our website. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being blown away when I learned about the minimal superfood ingredients in your products. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting next to you, like we were saying at Mind Body Green and being like, so how natural are your products? Yeah. Because I just, <laughs> I'm not used to yeah. like products being as natural as they should be. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, they're all plants. Yeah. Like it's literally all plants. <laughs> yeah. And that just excited me so much. Yeah. And yeah. um. I've obviously fallen in love with your products since then. Mm-hmm. And I get so excited when I see them all over the place yeah. because you guys are expanding. We are. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So where where are you found So now? Yeah. So we're, our website is like our biggest single channel. But in terms of retail, you can find us at like uh, Whole Foods and every Whole Foods store in the That's country. Huge. Yep. You can find us at um, this convenience store in Canada called Shoppers. Um, we're launching in Target this month <gasps> in the US. Yeah. So we're really excited Massive. about that. Yeah. It, we're, we're excited. I mean, I think it's one of those things where we want 
to make it easy for people to find us. And mm-hmm. some people, you know, want to find the new products on our website, but they want to shop us in stores too and making it easier for people who are like driving 40 minutes literally to Whole Foods right now to buy us right. um, when there's a Target like really close by. So just making it easier for people generally is a goal for us. Yeah. And you guys are at Erewhon. Right? Or, no, we're not no? in Erewhon, but we should oh, be. I guess yeah. I'm confusing you with Whole Foods because those are the yeah. two places I frequent. Yeah. Um, you need to be in Erewhon. I Erewan. know. I know. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to talk to them about yeah, that. Will you please? Not that I have a ton of authority, but I can definitely <laughs> drop I mean, a line. I just dropped $80 there on like a dinner, a smoothie, and a loaf of bread. Welcome to my three times a day <laughs> yeah, purchase. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. at least it's going toward my health yeah. and vitality. Yeah, exactly. It's the best. Yeah. So do you have a favorite product of your line? I don't. I mean, I use so many of them like every day and rotate them. So it's just, it's really hard for me to choose. I think if I would say like the most used product, it would be the My Matcha. Of course. Um, I use that like under eyes, but I also have one for like lip balm and dry spots. And then the rose water, I also use like an insane amount of too. But every other product like is so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, is, is, I use all of them. So it's just, it's hard to choose. It's like choosing yeah. your favorite child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The rose water was the only thing I could use on my face mm. when I had hives, full yeah. body hives for nine months. Wow. So that was really, I remember telling you like, yeah. I need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. more because I'm actually using it yeah. all day. No. And it's so, so good. And it's just one ingredient. So yeah. really, really, really well, gentle. I wonder it didn't irritate me. Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about your personal life yeah. beyond work. Okay. Um, tell us about your self-care routine. Yeah. Running a business, you have to yeah. make space for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, generally I would say when I think of self-care, the first thing I think about is like the, my personal life and my relationships with my you know, friends, family, and boyfriend. And I think that is how I balance the work life. And I'm thankful that I do have like really amazing support and people that make it easy for me to be like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to think about work right now because I want to be present for the people in my life. So I'd say that's like the number one thing. And my self-care is like, you know, just, I live with my boyfriend. He's so amazing and supportive and being able to like, just be present. It reminds me to take a break, you know? Yeah. In terms of like, you know, some of the the physical kind of routines of things. One thing that I think is really important for me is like, I read every night before I go to bed and I dealt with a lot of like sleep insomnia, probably like two or three years into my business where I, yeah, I would just like wake up at two in the morning and not be able to go back to sleep till 6am. And it was just like this horrible, horrible situation. And, um, just really not, it wasn't an issue of falling asleep, but it was staying asleep and I would wake up with anxiety and then just not be able to go to sleep. And for me, like taking that time reading and like phone off and just in a different room before I go to bed every night, it literally was like the easiest trick ever. And then since then I've, I've accounted that I read 20 books last year. And before that I like, can read a book in like two years? Right. Yeah. What do you like to read? 
Right, right now I'm reading Michelle Obama's book. Oh yeah, um, I want to read that. It's so so. I've good. seen it everywhere. Yeah, I mean I'm I like sort of like I almost started crying on her like the first page that I read just because I miss her so much. I know. Um, but so uh, you know it's a lot of that. I do like reading fiction too. Me too. And just kind of like having that escapism. I read I read you know some business books, but those I tend to keep for like daytime reading right. because I don't like to read that before bed. Yeah. And then I start thinking and. You know, it's like, it doesn't yeah. solve anything. I'm with you. Reading is like my favorite form of meditation. Yeah, totally. I read like during my time off these last two months, mm-hmm. I was reading like a finishing a book like yeah. every two days That's or insane. every three days. Oh. And like, if you look around my apartment, like books yeah. everywhere. everywhere. And Jonathan yeah. makes this joke that I've read, I read more books in like a week than he's read in his life. Yeah. <laughs> but it heals me. It, yeah. it heals my mind. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, it helps, it helps me sleep. Yep. It helps me stay calm. Yeah. And it takes you out of life and makes you realize sometimes your problems that you think are so big mm-hmm. are not that big. Yeah. It just takes you away. Totally. Yeah. That's it's nice. such a huge, like, I think it's one of my like favorite tools that I've used to like kind of escape the stress and to, um, to really like learn how to manage it, especially at night and sleeping is just, yeah, it's so important. So like, I just, I feel like I'm like these days I'm trying better to prioritize that. I love that. So what about like fitness? How does that fit into your life? Yeah. So I, I go to a gym and I work out probably like three times a week. That's very so balanced. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm not somebody who I'm like I work out every single day, and I so I will say I do try to like get my heart racing or sweat in some form every day. But going to the gym, I'm so so about it. But just generally trying to be active in like other ways is important to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where it could be, it's like a, there's room for improvement there. Yeah. 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 Well, there's no right or wrong with the gym. Like as long as you're moving, being active. Yeah. Um, I love that. So let's get into the rapid fires that I ask everyone. They don't, they don't have to be too rapid. Um, they're just like the questions that I always ask. I'm ready. Um, do you know your sun rising and moon signs? No. Do you know your zodiac sign? Yeah, Taurus. Taurus. When's yeah. your birthday? May 17th. Good day. Um, so thinking. we can look it up okay. if you want. Yeah, I'm do so you, curious. Do you know what time you were born? I think like, I want to say 2 p.m. Okay. Yeah. So find out the exact okay, I'll time find out the exact and time. I'll look it up for you. Oh my God, amazing. We can find out wait. your moon sign, your rising and your human design. Ooh. I would be so Super I know. I'm like, learn. I'm like, I don't know that much about that, but I'm so curious. Yeah. yeah. So there's five different types of uh-huh. human design energy types. Yeah. And I mean, usually I can like kind of guess somebody. Oh, really? I don't know about you though. Hmm. Cause I could, I could see you being a projector, uh-huh. which I can tell you all about. Okay. Um, that's what Nicole is. Okay. That's what like a, my mom, lots uh-huh. of amazing people. Yeah. But I could also see you being more of like a generator. Hmm. Do what you know? It? So do you feel introverted or I'm extroverted? introverted 100%. <laughs> you definitely recharge alone. Yes. I think you're a projector. 
Not that all projectors are introverted. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not making that correlation. But projectors and reflectors, which is what I am, Mm -hmm. we we need the energy of others in order to kind of like Mm -hmm. get things going and we can go out into the world Mm -hmm. and take in their energy. But then we have to have really strong boundaries Mm -hmm. to not let that energy affect us, exhaust us, change our mood, give us insomnia, et cetera. Um, that sounds very accurate. <laughs> I think you're a projector. Well, I can't wait to find out. Yeah. So no, I'll let you know. I'll up. text you. Um, yes. I love that kind of stuff. Do you know yours, Caroline? Uh, well, we're going to, yeah, we're going to look into it. Um, what are your favorite foods? So I really like Japanese food generally. I mean, I'm Chinese, so I like, I, if I could eat every food, like Asian cuisine, I would choose to do so. But yeah, I love Japanese food. Sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love sushi. Sashimi. All yeah. That. Yeah. And what foods have you found the most healing for your skin? I think, um, I think salmon is really, really like just having fish oils has been really, really helpful. You know, it's funny, like there's some foods that I always thought were really healing and now I'm finding out not. That, like that aren't like some vegetables like cauliflower and broccoli. Mm. Like for me, it's just like, I feel like I like nowadays I'm like, I have to like be really careful with them. Cruciferous. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah. I have to take a break from cruciferous totally. vegetables. Yeah. But I like them. I know. I really love them. That's a struggle. Yeah. Um, but, but dark greens and, you know, I, I've definitely done a lot with like just um, making like my weird lattes in the morning. So I have a friend, Julie, who has a company methodology and they have this amazing cacao um, powder drink and that I'll put in like maca root and different adaptogens and, and mushrooms. And that has been like, I start my day every morning with that. And that helped me like get off caffeine and everything. I mean, when I travel, I have coffee, but just generally a typical day, I don't. And that, I think that's been really helpful too. Yeah. I would have to second that. Yeah. Getting off of coffee was the hardest breakup I've ever had. Yeah. And I went, I like flip-flopped for years. Yeah. But I think I'm off it for good because I see the improvements in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not our usual rapid fire, but perfect for you. Mm -hmm. What are your take on facials? I like, I mean, I think, you know, obviously if you can, um, it's such a luxury to be able to do a facial. And I think there are so many good facials out there. I think the challenge is like the reason why I'm not like a crazy facial person is because my skin is so sensitive. So I kind of need to know like what they're going to use. The actual like act of like Facial and massaging, I think, is amazing, but making sure that the products are compatible is like so important. If you're if they're going to use something that your skin is going to react to, it totally defeats the purpose. So sometimes, just like asking, you know, what what ingredients they, that they're using or what exact products they're using is really helpful and makes it. That's why sometimes, like, I don't get them as much because it it does take a lot of work to like research that and you have to call in advance and research and figure out what they're using. And sometimes it's just kind of exhausting, you know, to do that. But I think actual, like the, the act of facial massaging though, you know, and especially if you can use products that, that are suitable for your skin is like really, really good for your regeneration. Mm-hmm. Massaging with like a jade roller, mm-hmm. your hands. Yeah. Or if hands or, you know, any type of roller device basically is really good for like regeneration. Nice. Yeah. So what's your daily skincare routine? So I always like, I'm, so there's like the cleanse tone and moisturize steps that I always do. 
but they kind of take form in different ways. So like sometimes I'll just cleanse with cold water in the morning. And then, I mean, I always tone and I always moisturize no matter what. Um, but the, what I use differs between different days. So sometimes if I'm feeling really oily, I'll use a different type of product or a different oil. That's a drier oil. And then there's other days where I'm like feeling really dry and I'll load up like, you know, many different types of products. So it kind of depends. And I always encourage our customers to, just listen to their skin because following someone else's routine can be really tricky. And you, you know, I, I just, we're not the company that's going to push you using 10 products in one morning or the company that's going to be like, we want people to succeed. And sometimes that, that always actually, that means that they have to kind of decide for themselves and listen to their skin and, you know, figure out what's best for them. So for me, it honestly is like, I'm pretty good at like, like understanding what my skin needs at this point and just kind of adapting, um, whatever products I'm using to that. I love that. Yeah. Listen to your skin. Mm -hmm. Everybody always says, listen to your body. Yeah. But we can listen to the individual parts of it. Yep. Totally. Beautiful. Yeah. So who are some of your mentors? Some of my mentors. So, you know, I think my parents have been, you know, big mentors for me in business generally. Both my parents are like very, very smart and experienced um, and have a lot of great advice. I have friends like Justin Trout from HealthAid who's been so helpful and so generous with his time and just kind of talking through different things with me. You know, the the founders um, of Emmy's Organic, they're like probably one of the reasons why I was like, okay, I want to do this natural industry thing because they're so sweet and so nice. And I, I, I've known them for a really long time. Um, when I still worked in finance is when I first met them. So yeah, those are, those are the few people that I can think of. I think I'm always like, I, w- I wish I had more mentors and I wish I had like just more access to like female founders too, which is why, you know, we started our, the Kind Impact Foundation to not only provide financial grants, but to connect other female founders with, with mentors, because it's something that like, it's not that easy. I don't know how other people feel, but for me, I felt like it's not that easy to find mentors and to have that like immediate network of you know, female founders too. So, you know, that's been really exciting for us. Yeah. I know I've recently really felt the importance of having mentors and like you, I only had a handful too Mm -hmm. until recently. And now I think the more people you can find and seek out who you look up to, the further you can go because the further you can see yourself going. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that's very cool. So what's on the horizon for Coco Kine and for you? Yeah. So we, um, so we've been working on so many things for a long time that are finally like being exposed this year. So I'm so excited for that. So we have, you know, in, in two weeks now or a week and a half, we're launching our rebranding. So that's really exciting for us. And then three weeks from now we have two new products and we just have a bunch of like a pretty aggressive new product pipeline this year that's coming out. So we're really excited about that. And we, you know, are in terms of like our actual company, we're still hiring and still growing, hopefully moving spaces soon. Um, I think for me, you know, personally, it's, it's going to continue to be like doing that self-work to figure out like, you know, how I can be like the most effective CEO at work and continue to grow the company in a way that I feel 
is sustainable and like conscious too. And then, you know, obviously with, I think personal life is so important just for general happiness. So making sure that I have room for that and that I'm like fully present in all those times is like such a goal for me. I think just this year and beyond. Um, so I'm excited for this year. I think it's going to be a really, really cool year for us. Yeah. And it's only the beginning. I know. It's only the 17th day of the year. Yeah. We have, it's going to be such a good year. Yeah. I I'm feel excited. that collectively for yeah. everybody. Yeah. I feel like 2018 was hard. It was weird. Weird yeah. and hard and like heavy. Yeah. Heavy. And people felt like the desire to do things and inspiration, but like nothing was coming together. Yeah. I feel this was like the energy of the cosmos. Yeah. And now, like the ball can roll. Yeah, I totally agree. I think last year was like a lot of difficulties, like setting that foundation for this year. And now it's like, you can kind of like finally pick the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see all I the know, new products I'm excited. Yeah. and your beautiful new packaging that yeah. I just got to see. I know you're like one of the first. Wow. <laughs> Everyone should be very excited. Keep your eyes out. Yeah. Target. You will Foods. see it. <laughs> yeah. You will see it. Um, and if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? Hmm. So color is like such a big part of our new packaging. Yeah. Um, and fitting for the dress that I'm wearing today, I'm obsessed with the red color in our packaging. Um, that the red color is being used on our toner category. And I'm like, people were like, we went so, so back and forth on this color, and I was always like, but I like the red. And I just like always really for some reason was drawn to it. So I don't know, I guess red. Is it weird that I knew you were going to say red? Maybe because you're like <laughs> Maybe I'm dressed out in this in a red dress. beautiful red dress. Um, yeah. I just knew it because I feel red coming from your aura. Hmm. It's a yeah. powerful color. It's, I, I mean, honestly, it's like I stuck to it. I like convinced everybody to keep the red in her packaging. I love it. And I'm really excited about it. It's my favorite yeah. color in there. So cool. Yeah, makes sense. Amazing. So what would be your tips for everyone listening to set their souls on fire? I think the, probably the number one thing is to, you know, so much about action, like action is so important. So you can think of all these ideas to set your soul on fire and the ideas can be so amazing because it gives you something to dream about, but sometimes ideas can be really debilitating too, unless you do something about it, because it can just seem like this faraway dream. And so I've always, always, always believed in action, like doing small things to accomplish whatever idea that you have will make you so happy. It'll set you on the track and eventually you'll be led by some like aura something that just like kind of pushes you along. Um, but but doing things is is sometimes like just so impactful. Like like you're doing for your health, it's like actually like putting in that work and putting in that effort is so rewarding. Um, and that you know sometimes like one small action can be worth like a thousand ideas. Yeah, that's amazing advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta just yeah. go for it. You gotta go for go it. Go for it. So where can everyone find you? Kokokine? Or yeah. me personally, because uh, I'm everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so we're in Kogan, we're in San Francisco. I don't know if I mentioned that, but the, I mean, I know you know that, but mm -hmm. um, 
Coco Kind. So you can find us online at cococind.com at Whole Foods. We're launching in Target this month. You can also find us at like anthropology stores or Urban Outfitters. Oh, that's free what people. I saw. Yeah. I was at anthropology yeah. shopping oh, yeah. for a I wedding told- dress. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And I totally saw. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're excited to be there. Um, and, you know, honestly, lots of other natural retailers that are amazing that are like local health food shops all around the country that have been so supportive of us too. So, um, any like a lot of co-ops, um, livemarket.com slash blonde. Yeah. I know that you guys, that they have your product because oh. I get them there all the time. Amazing. Like Thrive oh my God. is a big supporter of this podcast. And oh, they're nice. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We love Thrive. Amazing. Yeah. And then Coco Kind on Instagram. Yes. Just Coco Kind. It's Coco Kind Skincare. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a personal account? I do, but I don't, I only, I have like, I've only posted like 80 photos in my life and they're very like random, like just like (laughs) of my, like my family and like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it basically. Um, and friends basically, but yeah, so it's private. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Gotta have a private life outside of the business. I feel like I'm actually like kind of like shy, Yeah, um, which is funny because doing the company Instagram, but personally I like kind of like to keep that. I'm like a little more shy about that. I bet you're a projector. Yeah. I, We're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll know shortly. Yeah. I'll text my mom immediately. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. This thank you so for fun. having me. I love you. I love you. So happy to see you. I know. Me too. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Everybody go check them out. Purchase Coco Kind and your skin will feel amazing. Yes. And look amazing. <laughs> Yay. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode with the amazing Priscilla. She's such a dear friend of mine. I'm so proud of her. Everything she's accomplished with Coco Kind is incredible. And I'll never forget sitting there at Mind Body Green and asking her, so are your products completely natural? And she basically looked at me like, ha, ha, ha. Yes, because they're all made of literally edible superfoods. So now I use the matcha stick every day. I use her masks. I use her um, brightening sticks. I use her mushroom infused chaga glow. Everything's amazing. So as she mentioned, you can shop Coco Kind in so many different retailers now and also online on their site. I'm so proud of her. She's such a boss. And if anyone out there is looking to start a skincare line or even any sort of wellness brand, you can use her as mega inspiration. She still shows up all the time on their Coco Kind Instagram and I just love her. So we'll definitely have to have her on back on soon. And also would like to give a big thank you to our sponsors from today's episode. We have Ned which is the amazing hemp oil brand that I'm pretty obsessed with right now. You can go to helloned.com slash balanced to get a nice big discount there and shop around. Also, thank you to Hum Nutrition Beauty Supplements where you can use the code SOUL at checkout for 20% off and to Silver Fern Brand Favorite Probiotics and Digestive Enzymes where you can use the code BLONDE for a nice discount there and 
I know you guys know this, but I'm always talking about the brands that I love, not only because I want you to try them and because they've changed my life a lot, but because I only work with brands with whom I genuinely love and respect the people behind the company, very much like Priscilla, very much like Charity with Silver Fern, everyone at Hum and everyone at Ned. Um, I'm pretty picky. I'm really picky. I don't ever share or talk about brands where I don't personally know the company or have some kind of tie to them. So I hope that makes you happy because I do a lot of research before I share anything with you guys at all. And yeah, I just want to thank all of you for being here. So I am still sending out my Soul on Fire yoga ebook to everyone who rates and reviews the podcast this month just as an extended giveaway and way to say thank you to you guys for supporting the show and taking the time to rate and review in iTunes. So send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalanceblonde.com if you do that with your rating and review and I will send you my 400 page Soul on Fire yoga ebook. Love you guys. Hope you're having a very Soul on Fire Wednesday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. And we'll chat soon.